culture fluent. Get it. Hello, everybody. My name is Vanessa Vendel, and I'm here with Kyrie Nashim. And our podcast is called Culture Fluent. Basically, in this podcast, we're going to be talking about more overarching, like general topics about、um, stories happening in and around the Bay Area.、Um, and we're also going to talk about、um, some pop culture topics and as well as music. And for this podcast, being our first podcast, we're basically going to talk about three songs that we're going to review. And I'm going to talk about some. Recent attacks on、uh, Asian people, Asian elders around the Bay Area. And Kyrie is going to talk about the disappearance of Anton Whitley.、Uh, he went missing after taking a lift. So, did you want to go ahead and go first, Kyrie? Yeah, so I'll start off by introducing myself. My name is Kyrie Nashim. I'm a 22 year old aspiring actor and model. I'm from Antioch, California, and I'm currently based out of San Francisco. And I'm a student at San Francisco State. And yeah, do you want to introduce yourself, Don? Yeah, I'll introduce myself.、Um, so my name is Vanessa Vendel. I'm a senior at SFSU, majoring in Becca with、um, emphasis in audio production and engineering. I'm from San Jose, California, and I'm 21 years old.、Um, yeah. Okay, so our first topic that we're going to get into are the recent attacks on Asian Americans, specifically Asian elders around the Bay Area. So, do you want to start us off with that, Vanessa? Yeah, so basically, you know, since COVID started, there w a s a lot of attacks and hate crimes against Asian Americans around the Bay Area. And one in particular I saw on Twitter, like, Maybe like two weeks ago, three weeks ago, it was about this Asian store owner. His name was、um, Mark Quide, and he got shot in his lower body. And there was like a whole surveillance footage. Oh, man. And what city was、uh, this out of? In Vallejo.、Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, this was in Vallejo. He got shot like two weeks ago, and he's recovering. So he didn't die, which is good. Has the, the person、um, who committed this been found, or are there any leads on the situation? I don't think that they were able to find the people. It was two people. In the video, you see two people, and one goes towards Mark in, in like an aisle, and then another one goes around the,、uh, the counter where his sister was working. And he doesn't shoot, but the guy that was pointing the gun at Mark shot him. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it's pretty crazy. He got shot in his lower body area, and his family was scared that he was going to be paralyzed. And is he, or is he still recovering? They don't know yet. Uh, in a video, it showed him actually、uh, starting to walk again. So he actually, I think, is going to make a, they expect him to make a full recovery. That's good. That's good. I mean, I, I personally haven't heard about this story. The stories that I've mainly been hearing about have been about elders just randomly getting pushed over,、mm-hmm. mainly in Chinatown and Oakland. Have you heard about those? Oh, yeah. I heard about those. I actually wrote some down about that. There was one, he was 91 years old in Oakland, Chinatown, and he was hospitalized after being shoved. In January, there was another 52 year old that was shot in the head with a flare gun. Oh my gosh, with a flare gun? Which is brutal. Yeah, with a flare gun. It didn't say if you know, they passed or not, but just like that itself is really, really like, brutal. I would assume it's like horrific damage from something like that, you know? Yeah. Like, degree burns. I mean, I've never heard of anybody being shot with a, a flare gun before.、Uh, where was this? This is in the Bay Area as well? Yeah, that with the flare gun, it was also in Chinatown, Oakland. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I was just there yesterday too. And I,、um, I mean, I didn't know about any of this until I, I looked it up. I mean, I've been through Oakland's Chinatown, just passing through from time to time. And whenever I've been there, it doesn't really seem like many people are outside. It just seems kind of deserted, you know? Just crazy that this is going down. I've heard that 
they were going to have increased police presence and also that people, members of the Asian community were trying to do community patrols of the area. So hopefully that will make the situation better, but we definitely need unity and peace, you know? Definitely. So I guess actually Biden recently signed something called a memorandum, a memorandum. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, but it's pledging to combat anti-Asian and Pacific Islander discrimination. And yeah, so I guess he recently signed that. And there's also a um, a website. It's kind of like a like a log actually that logs data for crimes against Asian Americans. It's called Stop AAPI Hate. It's a, a collaborative website and it works with other states as well because you know like COVID was worldwide. So there's a bunch of crimes going on in other states as well. It logs 47 other states. Okay. Wow. Well, that's great. I was going to say, you know, definitely coming on the heels of COVID and everything that happened last year and the president's remarks and just how unapologetic he was when it came to his, you know, racist remarks and stereotypical remarks towards Asian people and then Chinese people specifically. It's good that they have this database. Um, Definitely. Yeah. I remember him calling it the China virus. Exactly. That's the only thing he ever called it. I mean, it just it just goes to show we have a lot a lot farther to go as a country, as a people. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, but some good news: Mark's niece, the the uh, the first um, store owner I was talking about, his niece actually started a GoFundMe for him, and it raised more than I believe it was fifty k. I think it wow. raised more than fifty k. Wow. Okay, well, well, that's great. Yeah. Wait, which that's from the robbery. Yeah, that's from the robbery uh, in Vallejo. Okay. Well, see, that's great. You know, at least yeah. something can be done. It's, that's just what we served. I don't, I don't, I don't recall if you said that they found the person who did that. Or it was a group of people who did this, correct? It was two people. And I don't think, I don't believe that they caught them. Wow. So they're still out. But, you know, it's good to see that the community was able to come together on the GoFundMe and help him out, you know, with those hospital bills. Because I know those are going to be stressful. Right. And especially, you know, being out of work. Because I'm sure, you know, while a person's recovering, they can't work at their store. Yep, that's true. That's true. But yeah, that's pretty much what I wanted to talk about. I hope that this kind of... I mean, I don't believe that it's it's going to subside anytime soon, the attacks, just because of, you know, the impact COVID has had on Asian Americans. And, you know, people are really ignorant especially when they only know fragmentations of a story and they don't know it all. And, you know, they're not educated on every fact, you know, which which it's, it's not really their fault. Like, we can also blame the media for this. And the way that, you know, Trump, the president, when all this happened, was addressing the virus um, to begin with. Exactly. There's so much hate in the world and racism and all these things are affected by. They want us to hate each other and be at war with each other. So mm-hmm. it all it all ties into each other. But the other side of the coin is when when things like this happen, there is a good that comes out of it, like the database that you mentioned and, you know, like the GoFundMe. And people are learning that we have to rely on each other as a community to protect each other and look out for each other. Exactly. Exactly. So that's nice to see. Right. 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 
So, segueing on to the next topic, the case of Antoine Whitley. Antoine Whitley, he's a 17-year-old from Richmond who was last seen about a month ago leaving a friend's house via either a Lyft or an Uber. Some sources are reporting that it was a Lyft. Others are saying that it was an Uber. I was first introduced to the story when his cousin posted on social media on Instagram saying that she was looking for her cousin, that he had been on a Lyft, and that he had been contacting her or contacting someone saying that he was fearing for his life and that he thought he was getting kidnapped and that the, the lift had taken a wrong turn and was not taking him toward his destination. It was actually taking him across the San Rafael Bridge. And this, you know, this correspondence was the last that anybody has ever heard from him. And, you know, as time goes on, more details are coming out, but a lot of people aren't buying the story that the police are putting out. So the police are saying that he last talked to his friend who was either named KJ or BJ. And his friend stated that they were together, they had been partying, and that they had taken some type of drugs. Type of drugs are being disputed. I had seen online at first people were saying that it was marijuana, that it was weed, it was edibles that he had taken. Mm -hmm. Now, some people are starting to say shrooms and, you know, that's up for debate. But he said that his friend was acting erratic, that he had gone in this Uber and now the, or I'm sorry, Lyft. And now the Lyft driver is saying, according to him, when he picked up Antoine, Antoine was acting erratic. He was acting strange. And that caused the driver to miss his exit on the freeway because he was staring at Antoine in his mirror. That's what he says. So then the driver's story, oh, what were you going to say? I was just going to say, so he's saying that Antoine was acting crazy. He's and saying that, he's saying that Antoine it was acting erratic. He was acting strange from the jump when he got in the car. When he got in the car, okay. And because of that, he's looking at Antoine in his, his driver mirror. Oh, okay. And because of how he was looking at Antoine, he missed his exit. Mm. I mean, already from there, I'm I'm always going to be, you know, skeptical about things like this, especially like a young black male. I just, I'm not buying the story. Not everybody's buying the story, but let me continue. So he says that they end up on the San Rafael Bridge. That's obviously, you know, if you're from the Bay, I've never even been across the San Rafael Bridge. Me either. That's not one of the bridges that you go across unless you specifically have a reason to go across. You know what I mean? So yeah. I understand his mentality. If he it rarely goes across that bridge or has never gone across that bridge, he's thinking that he's getting kidnapped. He's feeling unsafe. You know, well, according to the driver, Antoine started complaining and saying that, you know, where are we going? Blah, blah, blah. He just started freaking out. And the driver states that he told Antoine that, you know, he'd made the wrong turn and he has to get to the other side of the bridge before he can turn around and go back to where Antoine needed to go. But because of the mistake that the driver had made, he was going to give Antoine a ride for free. So he wasn't going to charge him. Mm. Well, then, according to the driver, Antoine then started freaking out and wanted to end the ride and get out. And CBS is saying the driver stopped and let Antoine out. But they're saying that Antoine climbed over the driver and got out on the driver's from the driver's door, which I just think that sounds strange. Like I don't understand why anybody would would do that. I I don't know what the what the setup of the bridge is. Like maybe there wasn't enough room on the side of the car that Antoine was on. But I just don't see why you would ever climb over somebody to get out of the car like that. You know? 
Mm-hmm. That sounds really weird. I, <laughs> I don't think anybody would do that. I mean, yeah. The other factor that's being thrown into the story is now the driver is reporting that Antoine assaulted him at some point when they were on the bridge. What? So he's kind of changing his story? Yeah, and you know, I, I just think the story just sounds fishy. I live in San Francisco, I take Ubers all the time. I've been taking Ubers for years, and you know the behavior of drivers. Yeah. And I'm just thinking... If Antoine, the, if Antoine got into the car and was already acting erratic, so much so to where this guy missed his entire exit, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. Uber, you have GPS, like, you know where to go, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I feel like, why wouldn't he have not even picked Antoine up? Or why didn't he kick him out right then and there before they got exactly. over? Why did he keep him in the car for so long? And then it's like, if Antoine assaulted him, why would Antoine then request to get out of the car after assaulting him. I would think that the minute that if I'm riding an Uber and I start punching my Uber driver, he's just going to kick me out. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's like, if that happened and he kicked him out, why wouldn't the Uber driver or the Lyft driver, whatever it is, why wouldn't he tell the truth? You know? Yeah. And, and also how, if Antoine assaulted the driver, why did he offer him a ride? If that's what he, you know, he said, didn't you say that he, since he missed his exit, he was going to give him a free ride? Mm-hmm. Well, he's saying that he, so he missed his exit and he was telling him that because we missed the exit and now we're going over the bridge and I have to go over the bridge in order to turn around and take you back, this ride is just going to be for free. And he's saying that once he said that, instead of oh. coming down, that he got even more mad and that's when he assaulted him. But he didn't say that he assaulted him and then he kicked Antoine out. He's saying that he assaulted him and then Antoine wanted to get out. Like he just wanted to get out of the car on his own. Mm-hmm. Where did he allegedly leave Antoine or did he, where did he get out? That's another weird thing about the story. So he's saying that he kicked Antoine out pretty much right on the middle of the bridge. Well, he did not kick Antoine out, that Antoine got out of the car. He got out of the car right in the middle of the bridge. Then he says he drove on the rest of the bridge and he didn't end the ride until he got across the bridge. And that's another piece of evidence that I need to find because if that's the case, then like, would it show that Antoine was across the bridge already? You know, because mm-hmm. a lot of people are thinking a lot of different things. Some people think that Antoine never got out of the car. Um, a lot of, I was reading the comments and a lot of natives to the area from the Richmond area who go across the bridge say that that bridge is just a weird bridge. They say it's windy and it's narrow and it's just not the type of bridge that you would ever think to get out and walk. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And basically people are saying that the notion that Antoine was on some type of drugs made him super impaired like it's just a very convenient story as to why he would behave like this because as of now you know a month has gone by there's been very little um, media attention given to this and you know now it's turning into a search effort they're trying to say that he jumped off the bridge another detail that i wanted to to say is this friend KJ or BJ, 
he says that Antoine got on the phone with him and was like, after he got out of the car, and he said that he was walking on the bridge, and he says, they're trying to get me. I may have to jump off. And this is what is being reported as his last words. Of course, you know, the public and his friends and family, they don't believe that this is something that he would do, that things out of character, you know? Right. I I think that even if he was on, he was on drugs, he was on some type of psychedelics, I still don't see him jumping off of that bridge. That is a huge, like, I, I just don't see it. Yeah, I don't, I don't see it either, to be honest. And why would he climb over a grown man to get out through the driver door? Right. That right. also doesn't make any that sense. Makes sense to me, right? Mm-mm. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Even if he had climbed and exited through the passenger door, that would make more sense than him climbing over the guy and getting out where the guy is sitting, which the guy probably wouldn't even have let him do. Yeah. You think? Driver, I just feel suspicion towards this driver because, Definitely. you know, from the jump, all I've seen it are really just his family speaking out about it, his family members, but I've heard nothing from the driver. The driver hasn't shown his face. He hasn't been wow. identified. And the police are saying that they are not going to identify him because after questioning the driver, they feel like he had nothing to do with it. Wow. No way that he could have did anything. So he's So his family is speaking for him basically not the family um i'm saying this is what the police are saying about oh, the police i don't even think the family knows who, i mean the family probably knows who the driver is just based off of whoever saw who has the records of it because mm-hmm. i mean what i what i thought i saw when i first saw the story was his cousin posting about this but it was like a female cousin so i remember seeing something on twitter oh okay well yeah well when you saw it did you see an actual screenshot of the lift on the bridge because that's what i thought i yeah right right i believe that's what i saw it was him on the on the it was on the bridge and she was just saying like my um what was he my cousin got in this lift and he's missing now pretty much well what i remember from reading that story is she was saying that the cousin was talking to her and the cousin was saying that he felt so comfortable, blah, blah, blah. But all that's being posted on the news is that he had been talking to this person, KJ, whoever KJ is. So mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just weird. And then just in reading the comments, like a lot of people are really like victim blaming him and just demonizing him, you know, like. Who, the, the driver? No, no, no. The Antoine. Really? Someone said, glad the driver is fine. Should have carried a gun for defense from crazy junkie zombies. What the hell? What? No way. Someone else says, LOL, Black Lives Matter with a pill emoji, a chicken emoji, a watermelon emoji, and a banana emoji. Wow. That is wild. That is very wild. Antoine is still, he's still not been found. No, he still hasn't been found. And this happened right in the beginning of February and we're just starting off March. It's uh, currently the first we're filming this did it say how old he was he's 17 years old oh my god and that's the thing it's like if he was if he was a a, a 17 year old white girl oh. handled like this it would be all over america it would be all over california like i i really haven't heard anybody really talk about this honestly me either me either to be honest like in depth i haven't i haven't seen anything about the story in depth Mm -hmm. and it's weird or it's i don't know i want to say it's unfortunate almost that the news is saying that he was on drugs is there any evidence that he was on drugs and that's the thing there is no evidence that he was on drugs and that's what people are saying like okay yeah this friend may be saying this but it's like without his body you really don't have any way to know that he's on drugs because there's nobody, you can't do a report on it. You know what I mean? There, there is no evidence that he was on drugs. So 
I, I just wouldn't put anything past the police. And I just know there's a lot of hate out here <laughs> towards black people. I don't know. I just think it's like a, a get out situation. Yeah. And I feel like they're protecting the driver. Yeah. I feel like they are really protecting the driver. Like, I feel like he's getting so much protection. It's, it's just weird to me. It like, is really weird. Really weird. You know, like you... You, you kick a kid out of your car or... But that's the thing. Like, he never even said that he kicked him out. And I'm like, if he assaulted you, why wouldn't you kick him out? And it's like, okay, well, why is he not trying to say that he kicked him out? Like, something happened to where he got out of the car in the middle of the night on this bridge and he just left him there. And I don't know. It, just it doesn't, doesn't add up. I'm wondering, like, were other people on the bridge? Were there other cars on the bridge? Like, it doesn't seem like the type of bridge where anybody were to, were to be walking across. I mean, I, I think it's one of those bridges where... It's like the Bay Bridge, like the, the top level and the bottom level. Oh. Um, they go over each other because I was wondering, could he have seen him when he was, when he, because he had to go across the bridge to turn around. So would he have seen him when he turned around? And then another yeah. thing, my final thing I was going to point out, he said that when he did uh, pull over to let Antoine out, that he had to like swerve out of traffic because it was like, you know, it was such like, a crazy moment. Well, I mean, people are saying that someone had to have seen this happen. Like mm -hmm. someone had to have seen this, you know, like somebody on the bridge because it's like a narrow bridge. Yeah, I was going to say, like, how is there not going to be any witnesses on a bridge? How How is he just going to let him out on a bridge? <laughs> and I don't think, I don't know if Antoine would have gotten out on a bridge. Yeah, and then jumped off the bridge. Yes, why would he jump off of the bridge? But yeah, um, they're currently searching the waters near the area. You know, who's to say where his body could be if he really did jump and he's in the water somewhere or he fell or whatever it is. I mean, they, they say that he had a bag with him with his personal belongings. So something has to be found, you know? What police department is working with this case? It's like several different counties, but I know it's like Alameda County. They said even Contra Costa County, like Marin County. County's working on this. And none of them can come up with like a solid, like a solid, like, a, like not alibi, but well, you mean, know, like their, a story. Their story. I mean, their theory of what happened, and I'm, I'm hoping that they don't yeah. just shut the case on this, is that Antoine was with KJ doing some type of psychedelic drug. They won't say what the drug is. KJ felt like Antoine was acting weird or something. That's what's also coming out. But it, I don't, and when I say it, it's not that I necessarily believe all these details, but it's like right. every time I look at the story, there's like another detail that makes it just seem like Antoine was out of his mind. Well, they're all saying that KJ thought that Antoine was acting weird, so Antoine left. And they say that Antoine got in the Uber with this driver who they're not going to name. Antoine was acting weird in the car. The driver's looking at Antoine as he's driving. He misses Antoine's exit and they end up having to go over the San Rafael Bridge, which Antoine is not familiar with. So he starts to feel like he's being kidnapped and he starts to feel like he's in danger. At some point during this part of them crossing the bridge, he assaults the driver somehow. And then Antoine asks to be let out of the car. He wants to be let out of the car. Then Antoine climbs over the driver and climbs out of the driver's seat. The driver drives off to the end of the bridge and ends the ride. And Antoine is never seen or heard from again after that. And they are trying to say because he apparently told KJ on the phone they were after him and he thinks he's going to jump that he jumped. Mm, yeah, I don't know. There's just a lot of inconsistencies. Yeah.
from I mean, the police and the and the driver's story both yeah. it just seems like it's just so convenient to just say like oh he was just on drugs like mm-hmm. of course it, it just doesn't sound right to me i just even if he was just if he was on drugs and he was feeling fear and i i just don't see him jumping off the bridge like that like i see him i mean i don't know his family but i'm like i see him getting on the phone with his mom before he jumps off the bridge like that you know like he has access to a phone like he's calling people why not call somebody to pick you up like why not right and is a grown man the driver is a grown man really going to be that afraid of a 17 year old kid well clearly he wasn't that afraid because even after assaulting him he didn't kick him out the car yeah he's saying exactly he didn't say that he kicked him out the car yeah and that was my thing too when it first came out that antoine may have assaulted the 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 driver i'm like okay well if antoine assaulted the driver why are we hearing about Antoine going missing from his family and not Mm -hmm. Antoine assaulting the driver from the driver. Mm -hmm. Why would he not report that right then and there, you know? Exactly. That's really, really sad. I hope, man, I hope Antoine's family and Antoine get justice somehow. And I hope he's found. I do as well. Prayers out to his family. Yeah, that is really, really sad, dude. And the fact that the driver is not even talking or anything showing his face, they're not disclosing his, you know, not even his first name, his last name. That, that to me is just they're covering up something. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely smell a cover-up. Or I definitely believe that there's more to the story. And I hope that his body is found, at least, or something. Yeah, man. I, that's... I personally don't feel... I hope that he's alive, but I don't feel like he's alive. Yeah, I mean, it's sad to say, but it's it's been, what, a month? It's been a month now. Yeah, I don't know. That's It's just really sketchy. It's sus. Well, you want to get into our next topic, these music reviews? Yes, um, switching over to a, a lighter segment. A lighter note. On a lighter note, um, we basically have three songs here um, that we're going to be reviewing. The first one I have here is Talk To Me by Draco the Ruler featuring Drake. I listened to this song last night and I think I had, like when I listened to it, it sounded familiar. Like I, I'm pretty sure I heard it on TikTok, but I, okay. I didn't hear it in full. Okay. okay. But my first initial thoughts, like just seeing the title, right? And who it was by and who it was featuring. I was like, oh, that's kind of weird. You know, like, I don't know if you thought the same thing just because I feel like Draco, his style of, of rap is more trappish. Like yeah. a lot more hard, like hard rap you know what i mean and it's actually you know when you say that it's i mean for draco it's great because you know, introduces him to a new audience and you know obviously you're up there when you got a song with drake mm-hmm. from drake's perspective i'm like man you he's just drake will have a song with every artist from every different genre like he is he, just, he will he i mean i don't want to call him a culture vulture but he's <laughs> A culture, he's culture fluent. (laughs) (laughs) Nah, like Drake, you know, I don't know. You've heard his, how he tries to rap the drill rap, right? And he he puts on like the weird accent. Accent, the UK (laughs) accent. He got the Bay Area accent. Yeah, you know, I wasn't a fan of the drill rap. But, you know, I have to say, the song was not that bad. That's how you feel? You liked it? Yeah, you know, it, it wasn't that bad. I wasn't sure how they were going to mix. Uh, Like, you know, just knowing, like, or being familiar with Draco's tone of rap. Um, But it was kind of, it was different. But, like, it wasn't bad to hear him kind of rap in, like, a softer tone. Drake's part was nice. You know, it worked well. I think the hook it had, like, a good melody. It was kind of catchy. It was typical Drake. 
like it, it, it felt like it was typical Drake to me. Um, yeah, the beat was cool. Yeah, there was nice, you know, harmonies and melodies. So honestly, I, I liked it. Like I pass it because I wasn't. Ex- I didn't know what to expect, honestly. But I wasn't really let down. I mean, it seemed like a basic. You know, uh, but see that I agree with what you're saying, but then I'm like, how was that a pass? How did you feel? Yeah, I, I when you said that it sounded familiar, but then you were like, because of TikTok, I was gonna say it does sound familiar to me, just because to me it just sounds like something I've heard before. Like it just sounds <laughs> like it wasn't a bad song. Don't get me wrong. Right. Uh, but to me, it sound it definitely sounds like a Drake song I've heard before. I can't name what the song is, but it sounds like one of his songs from it like does. the period of like 2012 to like 2014 Drake. Like it sounds like something that is off of if you're hearing this, it's too late, or if you're reading this, it's too late. Yeah, no, it does. Now that you mentioned that actually that was the vibe that it gave me. It was just lackluster for me. It wasn't garbage like throw it away just didn't do it for me I personally don't listen to Draco that much but I have heard him before you know but to me you said he was switching up his style with this you feel the way he was rapping was like a switch up yeah it was just a softer like rap even his lyrics you know it was kind of like a love like a love theme which I don't usually hear from him you know I appreciate when people when artists try to switch up and Mm -hmm. get back but I do think that maybe that switch up is why his verse, I don't even really remember it at all. I, mean, I don't really remember Drake's. I mean, Drake just kind of sounded like Drake, but I felt like I didn't hear Draco on this. I feel like I wish he would have just had his own, his style that he usually mm, rapped. I see. You know, I it, see. I get you. Yeah, it just, it just sounds like something I've heard before. It was, it was pretty boring, but I, I think <laughs> if I heard it in like 2014, I would probably like it more. It sounds like something that would be in my likes on SoundCloud that would <laughs> You know what I mean? Back in in high school type thing or like background music for when you're getting ready. It just didn't do it for me. I'm sorry. Like Drake has some slaps. Damn, you make me feel basic, Kyrie. No, no, no. (laughs) Trying to to come at you. Drake has some slaps. Good good songs. And like, um, I'm like a Drake fan. You know, he doesn't always come out with hits, but most of the time he's pretty solid. I just don't know what he was doing with this one. I wrote down that it sounds like a leak of something from 2014 that was supposed Mm. to come out. You know, I could see this i could see drake's part being like an older part from one of his old yeah. songs and he he just yeah. puts it in there you know he just kind of threw it in there he didn't even rewrite it or anything right and then from from this topic do you want to go on to the bed song so bed is by david Guetta, joel Corey, and ray and ray i have to just kind of fangirl a little bit because ray is a singer um from the uk and i actually am a really big fan of her so this was a new song, you know, so I had to I had to listen to it. It was it reminded me of another song. I don't know if you know it. It's called uh, I think it's called Hold Your Hand or Hold My Hand. It's by Jesse Glynn, but it kind of reminded me of another song too. Okay. Um, the name of Jesse Glynn, but I haven't heard that that song that you were talking about. Yeah, it just kind of reminded me of that like a house dance pop kind of thing. I mean, I liked it. It I feel like, you know, me listening to Ray, it, it's typical Ray like she's I feel like well in my opinion she's good at um, coming up with melodies and harmonies and stuff like that so I was a fan of it I liked it overall to be honest I've never heard of Ray before she does have a nice voice like she's she's a good singer when I saw David Guetta 
I was like, okay, that's a blast from the past. Mm -hmm. I can't remember really listening to any David Guetta since the early, like when I think of David Guetta, I think the 2010s, but like the early, not the 20, yeah, like the 2010s, the early 2010s. So like pre-2015, like David Guetta, that's like a 2011, 2012, like vibes. Yeah, definitely. Sent me the song to review. I was like, okay, like, let's see what he's been up to. Honestly, it was hard for me to like this song. And I, and that's why I like doing this because it was good for me to be able to put into words. Like, what is it about this song that I don't like? So I was listening, the beat, I was feeling like I was, I was liking the beat but it just wasn't really doing it for me. It was just kind of sounding generic. And, you know, it's not to diss Ray. Like, you you said you really like the singer, but I just... Yeah, I mean, sorry, but just to cut you off, the only reason I really wanted to listen to it was because I liked Ray. Mm -hmm. But I can agree with you, like, it sounds pretty basic. Yeah, like, it was giving me generic. And so when I say this, I don't mean to say, like, Ray is a bad singer or a bad artist, but it just doesn't seem like it's really showcasing her voice. You know what I mean? Like, like you saying that you fangle over her, you like her so much, like, this song definitely didn't prove, like, I'm like, I need to look into Ray to see why you like her, because this song cannot possibly be that reason <laughs> not to say that like no honestly yeah this might have been a bad a bad start to showcase her yeah but i mean you know we wanted a new song so it's not your fault we wanted something new and but to me that's my problem we wanted mm-hmm. something new it doesn't sound new it sounds like a, a thousand songs i've heard before you know it sounds it sounds especially on david Guetta's part it's like dude like it sounds like he's doing the same stuff he was doing almost 10 years ago but it's not even like he's improved upon it or like evolved it's just like the same thing but now he has this other artist and it's like it was it was giving very 2010s it was very dated like it was a very dated song to me yeah Uh, i can see that that he shouldn't be doing this in 2021. <laughs> so the majority of my complaint is with David Guetta because I'm like, dude, you could do better. But that's also the epiphany that I had with this. I'm just like, what is it? What is it about this? And I'm like, oh, David Guetta knows he can do better. And I'm sure Ray knows she could do better. But I feel like these type of songs are just made in order to be on like Spotify playlists and yeah on the radio at gyms and on the radio but like nobody's really requesting it like these songs just because <laughs> they make good like generic playlist music and at the end of the day that generates money you know what I mean like yep. still streaming you know like forever 21 exactly exactly so that was the vibe it was giving me Okay, once again, making me feel basic. No, I'm just kidding. No, I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Like, I, I will definitely look into Ray because I'm sure her stuff outside of David Guetta is good. I think she's kind of versatile. She does like some Afrobeat uh, songs oh. that are really good from her EP. And uh, she does also do like this style as well. And okay. she also just came out with a new EP that is, is pretty good. It's good. I like it. So... But yeah, you should check her out. Maybe maybe uh, she can redeem herself with her other music. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, and then maybe we'll do like a spotlight on her one day or something. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. I'm sure she'll, I'm sure she'll redeem herself. David Guetta <laughs> redeem himself. David Guetta can't. I don't think David Guetta can anymore at this point. 
as much as I'm dissing David Guetta, he's gonna eat off of his early 2010s music for like the rest of his life. <laughs> it's not like he really has any initiative to reinvent the wheel. Yeah, so. this beat was probably like in a file somewhere. Yeah, definitely. Oh, definitely, definitely. He just pulled it out. David, yeah, David Guetta needs to go back to the drawing board. But I, <laughs> I just he didn't even try. Like, he's not even trying. Like he, he's not trying. Right at this point. I don't even know, honestly, Joel Corey. I, he had some sort of input in the song. Maybe he was, maybe yeah. they co-produced it. Is he, oh, he's a, he's a producer too? I think so, because I didn't hear anybody else. I didn't hear any male vocals, but I yeah. thought, I don't know. Yeah, but um, anyway, the final song, uh, Hazy by Chloe and Halle. Hazy by Chloe and Halle. What did you think about yeah. it? I liked it. Yo, I liked every song, honestly. I just... That might have been my favorite, though. Okay. okay. Um, it reminded me of, like, a Halloween theme, like vampires and werewolves and stuff like that. And especially the background vocals, like, they were very, like, what are those mermaids called? The ones that are in the ocean? Sirens. Yes, yes. It reminded I, me a lot of that. The name that they have for their fans is the Sirens, so it's funny that you say oh, that. Oh, no way. Really? Literally, like, their name that they came up with for their fans is the Sirens. That's crazy because that's exactly what their background vocals and also their vocals in general remind me of. Um, and I like Chloe and Holly; they're really, really good. Mm-hmm. I love them. Like yeah. I, I recently just got into them with their last album and with 2020. Mm-hmm. But like you said, I feel like their music—it's like it's the type of thing where it may not always hit me at first, but yeah. even if I don't immediately like the song I'm listening to, it's just like. It grows on you. It grows on you, and it's, like, fun to listen to just because of the way that they structure their songs. I know that yes. I'm really hand on, hands-on with producing the music, but just the fact that, like, most of the time it's just them going back and forth with their voices and blending them together, and it's, like, they create a whole choir with just the two of them. So that's yeah. why I'm going Hallie, but you, you can continue. I, I kind of interrupted you. Oh, no, you're good. Um, I was just going to say that I thought the bridge was crazy. The bridge went crazy. Mm. Um, the bridge was my favorite part, as well as the pre-chorus. Those were, like, my favorite parts. Um, I liked the harmonies. The outro also was crazy. I, outro. I would say that's probably my favorite part. I was like, okay. Like, yeah, the like, outro was crazy. And it's yeah. it's it's really cool to see how they kind of switched it up, but it still fit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, so I give that one a 10 out of 10. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed the song, too. I mean, on my first time listening to it, I was like, okay. Like, I was definitely getting the whole, like, Halloween vibe. Like, mm-hmm. it was sounding like, like, this is Halloween. This is <laughs> Yeah. So that was kind of turning me off, honestly, at first. I was like, what is this? Like, <laughs> February. But, okay, yeah. like, I'm still vibing, like the way that they arrange the way the songs arranged and how it doesn't really fit into like one genre and just how the beat switches up and the chorus and everything like it's such a vibe you know like I, I really love it and I, I always think about how the advice that Beyonce gave them is to not create your art for people to receive it and to just make your art how you want it to be and wait for society to catch up to you and you know mm-hmm. like when you create something like people aren't always going to immediately get it or gravitate towards it you shouldn't mm-hmm. like, lose sight of like who you are just trying to please other people through your art you get what yeah. i'm saying yeah I, I definitely see that with both of them and beyonce like you know just changing the game like stepping outside the box and yeah getting advice like that from beyonce is always you yeah. you would want to follow that for sure i don't know if you 
really been paying attention to Chloe and Haley specifically, but just all throughout 2020, how they kept doing those live performance videos, but mm-hmm. with like so much put into the live performances. I'm sure they're not the only artists to do this, but I, don't I know. think I saw one. Yeah, you should you should definitely look into their their live performance videos that they they've been putting out since last year because they're they're really great. That that's what really gets me into them. It's just like their voices. The yeah, voice. I think I saw the ungodly hour one, which was also amazing. I love that song. Oh yeah, the VMAs ones. Yeah, I think it was that one. Yeah, I thought that was dope too. I I, I love it. I love Chloe and Ali. It's definitely a different style. I, I like how every one of the songs that we reviewed is like a complete different style <laughs> type. Of right? Song. I didn't even notice that until you just pointed it out. We should definitely keep doing keep that route. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I I like them. So I guess I don't have much to say. <laughs> that, was, <I'm laughs> like, that was me with Ray. Me with Ray. <laughs> I really didn't have much to say other than Ray. I liked Ray. I liked Ray's part. Let me just let me reiterate what I even said for bed. I liked Ray's part. Mm, I I feel you. And, and then when I think about it more, I think it's just because like David Guetta. Back to David Guetta. We're <laughs> like, gonna rip David Guerra. David yeah. Guerra. David Guetta. Yeah. <laughs> I just feel like his his songs, like especially that one, like it just seems like this beat, like this really generic beat, and then he just found this artist who like she may not be generic but he's making her sound generic because he just put her over this beat and i don't know i'm just comparing to like other producers that i actually like like i don't know if you're into Tronada. have you heard of Tronada? i love Tronada. love Tronada too i was actually supposed to see him in april <gasps> like i'm super sad about that but just like Damn. With Keitra Nada's music and how he works with his artists, and you can especially see it in his album Bubba that dropped in 2019, his last album. Um, mm-hmm. It just sounds like every single song, like, and he may have, he I think he usually has the beats before he even gets the artists, but like every song, he highlights their voice so well. Like he compliments them so well and they compliment him and it, it just works. Whereas like, this David Guetta, it just, it's just, there's no flow. Like, it doesn't seem like they're him and Ray had chemistry or like. Yeah, I can see that. It's definitely, I mean, I don't think it's going to chart or anything like that. Yeah. I almost want to, I almost want to put David Guetta and Drake in the same category as. Oh, like, yeah. No, it was reminding <laughs> me of like, each other. Like, it was, they both just, it was weird. It, it just seems like they. is like probably a verse from a long time ago. Yeah, honest. that's what I'm going to, that's what I was going to say. It just seems like they just took the verses out from like their files, their dusty files and, you know, just slapped yeah. them on the song. And in both cases, we can be mad at it, but they're still going to make money off of it. So why not do it? You know what I mean? <laughs> like Exactly. They still got our streaming coins. So <laughs> I was going to say, at the end of the day, we still streamed it. So <laughs> Exactly. Well, I think we're going to wrap it up. It's honestly been like an hour. Has it been an hour? I think it's been, I, I mean, I don't know. I didn't time it, but I think it's been close to an hour. Uh, I, I told you this is what was going to happen. I know. Hey, that's a podcast. This is a this is what a podcast is, you know. Well, this was culture fluent. I hope everyone who listens likes it. This is pretty much, I think, gonna be the structure that we're gonna follow. Um, yes, and we will grow and improve and smooth yes. things out and iron out the kinks. But this has been culture fluent. I'm Kyrie Nasheen, Vanessa Vendel, and thank you for listening. Have a good yep. night. Day. Have a good night. Bye, guys. 
Culture fluent. Sometimes I even stop the smoking when it's time to focus. My shade, be my pain, below. Create, explore, expand, concord. I came, I saw, I came.